Section 9 of Aesop's Fables, a new revised version. The Wolves and the Sheep Why should there always be this implacable warfare between us? said the wolves to the sheep. Those evil-disposed dogs have much to answer for. They always bark whenever we approach and attack us before we have done any harm. If you would only dismiss them from your heels, there might soon be treaties of peace between us. The sheep, poor silly creatures, were easily beguiled and dismissed the dogs. The wolves destroyed the unguarded flock at their pleasure. Change not friends for foes. THE FOX AND THE STARK The fox invited the stork to dinner, and provided nothing but a soup in a wide, shallow dish. This he could lap up with ease, but the stork, who could but dip in the point of his bill, was not a bit better. A few days after he returned the compliment, and invited the fox, but suffered nothing to be brought to the table but some minced meat in a glass jar, the neck of which was so deep and so narrow that, though the stork with his long bill could eat very well, all that the fox could do was to lick the brims. Reynard was heartily vexed, but owned that he had been used as he deserved. Those who practice cunning must expect to suffer by it. THE BAT AND THE WEASELS A bat, falling upon the ground, was caught by a weasel, of whom he earnestly besought his life. The weasel refused, saying that he was by nature the enemy of all birds. The bat assured him that he was not a bird, but a mouse, and thus saved his life. Shortly afterward the bat again fell on the ground and was caught by another weasel, whom he likewise entreated not to eat him. The weasel said that he had a special hostility to mice. The bat assured him that he was not a mouse, but a bat, and thus a second time escaped. THE HARE AND THE TORTOISE A hare one day ridiculed the short feet and slow pace of the tortoise. The latter, laughing, said, Though you be swift as the wind, I will beat you in a race. The hare, deeming her assertion to be simply impossible, assented to the proposal, and they agreed that the fox should choose the course and fix the goal. On the day appointed for the race they started together. The tortoise never for a moment stopped, but went on with a slow but steady pace straight to the end of the course. The hare, trusting to his native swiftness, cared little about the race, and, lying down by the wayside, fell fast asleep. At last, waking up, and moving as fast as he could, he saw the tortoise had reached the goal, and was comfortably dozing after her fatigue. Perseverance is surer than swiftness. JUPITER AND THE MONKEY Jupiter issued a proclamation to all the beasts of the forest, and promised a royal reward to the one whose offspring should be deemed the handsomest. The monkey came with the rest, and presented, with all a mother's tenderness, a flat-nosed, hairless, ill-featured young monkey as a candidate for the promised reward. A general laugh saluted her on the presentation of her son. She resolutely said, 
I know not whether Jupiter will allot the prize to my son, but this I do know, that he is the dearest, handsomest, and most beautiful of all who are here. A mother's love blinds her to many imperfections. THE LION IN LOVE A lion demanded the daughter of a woodcutter in marriage. The father, unwilling to grant and yet afraid to refuse his request, hit upon this expedient. He expressed his willingness to accept him as a suitor of his daughter on one condition, that he should allow him to extract his teeth and cut off his claws. The lion cheerfully assented to the proposal when, however, he next repeated his request. The woodman set upon him with his club. THE MISER A miser had a lump of gold, which he buried in the ground, coming to look at the spot every day. One day he found that it was stolen, and he began to tear his hair and loudly lament. A neighbor, seeing him, said, Pray, do not grieve so. Bury a stone in the hole, and fancy it is the gold. It will serve you just as well, for when the gold was there you made no use of it. A wolf saw a goat feeding at the summit of a steep precipice, where he had not a chance of reaching her. He called to her, and earnestly besought her to come lower down, lest she should by some mishap get a fall, and he added that the meadows lay where he was standing, and that the herbage was most tender. She replied, No, my friend, it is not of me you are thinking, but of yourself. Invitations prompted by selfishness are not to be accepted. A Bald Knight a bald knight, who wore a wig, went out to hunt. A sudden puff of wind blew off his hat and wig, at which a loud laugh rang forth from his companions. He joined in the joke by saying, What marvel that hairs which are not mine should fly from me, when my own have forsaken even the man with whom they were born? Those who cannot take care of their own should not be entrusted with the care of another's property. THE FOX AND THE WOODCUTTER A fox, running before the hounds, came across a woodcutter felling an oak, and besought him to show him a safe hiding-place. The woodcutter advised him to take shelter in his own hut. The fox crept in and hid himself in a corner. The huntsman came up with his hounds in a few minutes, and inquired of the woodcutter if he had seen the fox. He declared that he had not seen him, and yet pointed all the time he was speaking to the hut where the fox lay hid. The huntsman took no notice of the signs, but, believing his word, hastened forward in the chase. As soon as they were well away, the fox departed without taking any notice of the woodcutter, whereon he called to him and reproached him, saying, "'You ungrateful fellow, you owe your life to me.' and yet you leave me without a word of thanks. The fox replied, Indeed, I should have thanked you most fervently, if your deeds had been as good as your words. THE KID AND THE WOLF A kid, mounted on a high rock, bestowed all manner of abuse upon a wolf on the ground below. The wolf, looking up, replied, Do not think, vain creature, that you annoy me. 
I regard this ill language as coming not from you, but from the place on which you stand. THE LION, THE BEAR, AND THE FOX A lion and a bear seized upon a kid at the same moment, and fought fiercely for its possession. When they had fearfully lacerated each other, and were faint from the long combat, they lay down exhausted with fatigue. A fox, who had gone round them at a distance several times, saw them both stretched on the ground, and the kid lying untouched in the middle ran in between them and seized the kid, scampering off as fast as he could. The lion and the bear saw him, but not being able to get up, said, Woe betide us that we should have fought and belabored ourselves only to serve the turn of a fox. It sometimes happens that one man has all the toil, and another all the profit. THE STAG IN THE OX STALL A stag, hardly pressed by the hounds, and blind from fear to the danger he was running into, took shelter in a farmyard, and hid himself in a shed among the oxen. An ox gave him this kindly warning, O oh, unhappy creature! Why should you thus of your own accord incur destruction, and trust yourself in the house of your enemy? The stag replied, Do you only suffer me, friend, to stay where I am, and I will undertake to find some favorable opportunity of effecting my escape? At the approach of the evening the herdsman came to feed his cattle, but did not see the stag. The stag, congratulating himself on his safety, began to express his sincere thanks to the oxen who had kindly afforded him help in the hour of need. One of them again answered him, We indeed wish you well, but the danger is not over. There is one other yet to pass through this shed, who has as it were a hundred eyes, and until he has come and gone your life is still in peril. At that moment the master himself entered, and having had to complain that his oxen had not been properly fed, he went up to their racks and cried out, Why is there such a scarcity of fodder? There is not half enough straw for them to lie on. Those lazy fellows have not even swept the cobwebs away. While he thus examined everything, he spied the antlers of the stag peeping out of the straw. Summoning his laborers, he ordered that the stag should be killed. What is safety for one is not always safety for another. THE EAGLE AND THE JACKDAW An eagle, flying down from his eyrie on a lofty rock, seized upon a lamb, and carried him aloft in his talons. A jackdaw, who witnessed the capture of the lamb, was stirred with envy, and determined to emulate the strength and flight of the eagle. He flew round with a great whirr of its wings, and settled upon a large sheep, with the intention of carrying it off, but his claws becoming entangled in his fleece, he was unable to release himself, although he fluttered with his feathers as much as he could. The shepherd, seeing what had happened, ran up and caught him. He at once clipped his wings, and, taking him home at night, gave him to his children. We should not permit our ambition to lead us beyond the limits of our power. THE THREE TRADESMEN A great city was besieged, 
and its inhabitants were called together to consider the best means of protecting it from the enemy. A bricklayer present earnestly recommended bricks, as it afforded the best materials for an effectual resistance. A carpenter with equal energy proposed timber as providing a preferable method of defense, upon which a courier stood up and said, Sirs, I differ from you altogether. There is no material for resistance equal to a covering of hides, and nothing so good as leather. Every man for his trade. THE DANCING MONKEYS A prince had some monkeys trained to dance. Being naturally great mimics of men's actions, they showed themselves most apt students, and when arrayed in their rich clothes and masks, they danced as well as any of the courtiers. The spectacle was often repeated with great applause, till on one occasion a courtier, bent on mischief, took from his pocket a handful of nuts and threw them upon the stage. The monkeys, at the sight of the nuts, forgot their dancing and became, as indeed they were, monkeys instead of actors, and pulling off their masks and tearing their robes, they fought with one another for the nuts. The dancing spectacle thus came to an end amid the laughter and ridicule of the audience. Those who assume a character will betray themselves by their actions. THE ASS AND THE GRASSHOPPER An ass, having heard some grasshoppers chirping, was highly enchanted, and desiring to possess the same charms of melody, demanded what sort of food they lived on to give them such beautiful voices. They replied, The dew. The ass resolved that he would live only on dew, and in a short time died of hunger. Where one may live, another may starve. THE ASS IN THE LION-SKIN An ass, having put on the lion-skin, roamed about in the forest, and amused himself by frightening all the foolish animals he met with in his wanderings. At last, meeting a fox, he tried to frighten him also, but the fox no sooner heard the sound of his voice than he exclaimed, I might possibly have been frightened myself, if I had not heard your bray. No disguise will hide one's true character. THE BOY BATHING A boy bathing in a river was in danger of being drowned. He called out to a traveller passing by for help. The traveller, instead of holding out a helping hand, stood up unconcernedly and scolded the boy for his imprudence. "'Oh, sir!' cried the youth. "'Pray help me now and scold me afterwards.' Counsel without help is useless. THE COCK AND THE FOX The fox, passing early one summer's morning near a farmyard, was caught in a springe which the farmer had planted there for that end. The cock at a distance saw what happened, and, hardly yet daring to trust herself too near so dangerous a foe, approached him cautiously and peeped at him. Reynard addressed himself to him with all the designing artifice imaginable. "'Dear cousin,' said he, "'you see what an unfortunate accident has befallen me here. And all upon your account, for as I was creeping through yonder hedge in my way homeward, 
I heard you crow, and was resolved to ask you how you did before I went away any farther. But I met with this disaster, and therefore now I must ask you for a knife to cut this string, or at least to conceal my misfortune till I have gnawed it asunder. The cock, seeing how the case stood, made no reply, but posted away as fast as he could, and told the farmer, who came and killed the fox. To aid the vicious is to become a partner in their guilt. End of section 9